0: Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Here we go with our main man, my guy, Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzy, week three in the books.
1: Man, it was a great week, Jim. Uh, I I was on the edge of my seat watching some of those games. I don't know if I've seen a game quite like the uh, Buffalo-Miami Dolphins game yesterday. I mean, Buffalo beat them handily from a statistical time of possession. It, it, It was crazy, but Miami just found a way to win, and I think it just shows you you know, just how riveting these games can be from week in to week out.
0: 40 minutes, 40 seconds with the ball, as you say, to 19 minutes and 20 seconds. And they ran 90 offensive plays. 60-plus uh,
1: passes, you know. 60-plus 60, 60 passes. How do you lose a game like that? Let's approach it from that end. Well, they made some untimely mistakes. You know, obviously, the the fumble, um, the mismanagement uh, before the end of the half. You know, there's a lot of things that that, that happened. And, you know really good teams you know when you when you play against them you can't make those type of mistakes no matter how many yards you gain or you know what the time of possession battle is at those key moments you have to make sure you're executing and buffalo just didn't execute you know when they're watching their tape today you know they're just frustrated about the execution they're they're happy about the time of possession they're happy with you know how they were able to you know perform offensively and defensively for that matter but you have to finish those games in um, in those critical moments
0: we saw ken dorsey the offensive coordinator he went He went berserk. He was just throwing everything that was in his way, whether it was a tablet, sheets of paper. Fortunately, the window must have been closed. Otherwise, he might have jumped. I understand the frustration, but he has now made himself beyond a meme. uh, He's now a commercial for (laughs) for what's going to go on every time there's frustration in the National Football
1: League or sports. Yeah, I mean, he did have a meltdown. I, I haven't seen one quite like that since our boy Tom Brady started breaking breaking the tablets last week. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he definitely brought himself into the story. Uh, you know, it, it was funny to kind of watch. Obviously, you know, you, you, you see what goes into this and how much time these coaches put in week in and week out. And when things don't come to fruition like they, you know, hope, you know, they, they blow gaskets. And we've seen this over the years.
0: And, Larry, when this is playing out in real time, because you've seen meltdowns with players we now see it with coaches. What's it like to be in that storm?
1: Well, a lot of times when you lose it like that, you're just not thinking about the consequences. You're just thinking about the moment and how you feel at that time, present. Um, you know, so when you go back and you think about it, and people tell you, "Hey, man, you you were you were really out of character, man. You, what you said or what you did was just... I, I mean, I've never seen you act that way. You're not thinking about the, the time that you're in it. Um, you're just just simply responding. A lot of times when you act just on pure emotions." It never usually works out the way you want it to.
0: Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald, our show is Let's Go, presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are, with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your Let's Go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz. Let's Go. And, Larry, before we move on from this game, uh, Thomas Morstead. Uh, the Miami punter, uh, everybody I'm sure has seen it now, kicked the ball right into the backside. In fact, <laughs> he kicked his ass, quite frankly. <laughs> of Trent Sherfield, who's a good friend of
1: yours. Uh, this is going to be played and replayed till the end of time. But, Jim, I, I gave Trent a little a bad time yesterday over to Texas. Man, I, I've never seen anybody kick your ass that quickly before, and he, he didn't appreciate it. But you know, Washington Reverse is even more funny, Jim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark Sanchez is now off the hook, right?
1: No, 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 no. He'll never be off the hook. You know That, that, that was make one of the top five plays ever. Bloopers in the National Football League, in my opinion.
0: This one may become number one.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The infamous butt fumble was was pretty spectacular, Jim. You, you could you couldn't draw that up.
0: <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo
1: is going to make that list as well <laughs> yesterday for stepping out of the end zone. Um, Dan Orlovsky <laughs> is very very happy right now, Jim, because he he was he was a meme for a very long time, and he's he's happy that Jim is uh, Jimmy's taking that over from him. <laughs> well, he's been on TV
0: all day today on ESPN. Your new colleague and. Um, he tweeted it out right away, uh, just how <laughs> grateful he was that Jimmy G did this. <laughs> how do you do that?
1: Well, Jim, I mean, he just lost. He, he didn't know where he was at. Um, you know, when you see that pass rush, you got 300-pound men chasing you down. You know, your body sometimes does some uncharacteristic things, and I think that was an example. But, you know, he, he wasn't even close, Jim. I mean, his second foot was almost out when he went to throw the ball. I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty egregious.
0: Well, Larry, that entire Bronco 49er game was egregious, uh, with the exception of Corliss Waitman. That guy's phenomenal, the punter for the Broncos. But John Madden used to say this all the time uh, back in the day when he was doing games. He, he wouldn't say it on TV, but he would say it to us when we were working. He'd say, there's a very fine line between a great defensive struggle and a boring effing game. <laughs> and that was a boring game. Um It was quite awful to be on national television. Um, 49ers, just uh, something's
1: missing there. Well, I mean, it was great for them to get uh, Kittle back last night. Now, obviously, he wasn't... the kiddo that we've come to really expect but it was great to see him back on the field yeah, they do they don't have any continuity right now um you know what they did get away from was the running game they ran the ball really effectively early in the game i mean had some big gashes they got away from that and, and jimmy just does not look comfortable and you also have to take into account they lost trent williams in that game you know arguably the best left tackle in all the football and um they started having a little bit of protection issues down the stretch when they lost him
0: a lot of teams are very offensively challenged right now, and the defense is dominating the game. When does that corner start to turn on a new season?
1: Well, I mean, it can happen any time, Jim. I mean, you look, you look yesterday and you watched that game against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Indianapolis Colts. I mean, the Colts look like they could be, you know, the worst team in that division all season. And they come out and play lights out against Kansas City. Um, You know, they make it uncomfortable for for Mahomes in that game. Their offense looked like they were revitalized. I mean, it could change any moment, and you never know what that play is going to be, and Um, You know, that's 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 game of football. And San Francisco, they have the talent. Their defense is really good. Um, They have a quarterback that's played at a very high level for a long time. They have the skill set. They have the players. They just have to put it together. Um, And and a lot to do with the confidence that you have, Jim. And Jimmy's just not playing with a lot of confidence right now. And you can see it in his body language. You know, he's talking to himself himself. you know, the, the, even the throw in the fourth quarter where he got picked, he was throwing it into tight coverage and, you know, he's not throwing, he's not stepping into the throws. I mean, he just doesn't look comfortable.
0: And here's a guy now with an opportunity to not only lead this team, which he has to a championship game and in a Super Bowl missed by a half yard. But here's a guy right now who, who's going to be a free agent. There's several hundred million dollars potentially on the line if he can perform.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to take that into consideration. I don't think he's thinking about that right now. I mean, I think he's just trying to make some completions, uh, you know, based off what I saw yesterday. And um, you know, he understands the ramifications. He understands what's in front of him. He understands his team is, is playoff ready. They they've been in this position. They've had success with him at the quarterback position. And he knows that he has the ability to do it. But he just needs to be able to to get that mojo back. And um, you know, he's kind of lost his he's got kind of lost his fire a little bit. Yeah.
0: Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, you just can't stop banking on or off the football field. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can'tstopbanking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC.
1: Jim, something that's been bothering me all season is is watching Tampa's offense right now. Uh, And I know Tom was playing... You know, without three of his best pass catchers in Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. But, man, they, that red zone, I mean, the, the delay game, you know, down in there on the, on the goal line and two-point conversion, just, they just don't look congruent right now, Jim, and it's, uh, it's tough to watch.
0: It is tough to watch, and uh, what happens? Why can't the play get in? First of all, after the touchdown, uh, there is a delay because they're reviewing the play to make sure that he caught the ball. So there's more time there. Why doesn't the center snap the ball? Doesn't he have just one job, the quarterback's standing back there clapping with whatever, two seconds left, one second to alert everybody, and the ball doesn't come? Could have been late on the touchdown play as well, could have been called for delay of game. Then you have the same problem, you know, a minute and a half later, when you've had plenty of time to get the play in. Looks like they're going to hand off the ball to Fournette. Looks like he probably is going to score pretty easily. But instead play doesn't get off who's at fault
1: well i mean i think everybody that's running uh, the operations at fault and everybody says the center's not tom's clapping his hand he wants the ball but the center is the quarterback on the offensive line he's got to get all five of those guys lined up he's got to you know mike mike the mike the guys the linebackers find out who they're blocking where they're sliding to there's a lot that he's thinking about and a lot of times you see this after long delays uh reviews and plays being measured for, for first downs i mean the offensive coordinator is over there talking to guys. They're not really even discussing what's going to be played, and when the when the shot clock starts, you know they're not ready to get the play in. And so you have to take, you know, everybody has to be held accountable for that. But you know, and that was, that type of position in that situation, you can't you can't let that happen. You just you just can't, especially when your offense is struggling the way it is.
0: So I don't hear you pointing the finger anywhere.
1: Well, it's, it, you can't point the finger. We, we don't know who's at fault. We don't know if the play's in late. We don't know if if the play was delivered. You know wrong to well, some Let's of the go guys. down this in
0: progression. How can a play come in late when you've had three minutes uh, oh, of, of, a, of, a, it, of a of a of a play being reviewed, it, whether or not it's a touchdown?
1: It happens all the time. There's a there's oftentimes the offensive coordinator call a play, and the head coach will chime in. And say, I I don't like that. We didn't run it well at practice. You know, let's go let's go to something else. You know, it, it happens. Or the quarterback says, "Look, I don't I don't like that play. Let's do something else." I mean, it it happens all the time. Jim. It happens much more frequently than you would ever imagine. Um, well, it sometimes. happened at the end
0: of the Raider game too.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, it, saw, it happens. We saw that
0: game could have gone into overtime against yeah, Tennessee. I
1: mean, a lot of times, the quarterback doesn't feel comfortable with the play call. You he say, "Hey, I don't, I don't like it." I, I, I told you on, on Friday that I didn't like it, and you're calling it. I know you like it, but I don't like it. You know, and so there's a lot of times that those things happen.
0: Delay of games seem to be pervasive with some teams that they're just not getting the ball off. Particularly the Raiders, uh, it happened repeatedly uh, in Tennessee. I know the crowd is loud um and so forth but at some point snap the god darn ball what are you doing back there
1: well jim i will say this if you watch josh mcdaniels over the years he does a lot of personnel changes um, a lot of formation shifts a lot of motions you know so they often run late into the shot clock you know it just just happens that they they do that often just by by how intricate their offense is and you know you have seen it plague plague them throughout the course of this season early they got to do a better job jim i mean i i don't i know I didn't expect him to start off 0-3. I knew the division was tough, but, you know, I I didn't see this starting. And, and, you know, even more surprising is the connection with Devontae and and, and Derek. You know, you thought after week one, they go for 100-plus yards, and it just hasn't looked very good the last two weeks.
0: Teams that start 0-3 are very challenged to make the playoffs. We saw it back in 2018. That was a rare occurrence. Usually 0-3 means your season is, unfortunately,
1: slipped away. Yeah, I mean it's very tough to to dig your way out of that hole, Jim. It's the, the confidence that you have, uh, the things you you have no margin for error moving forward. You you can't afford to drop many games, especially in your in your own division when you have those type of um, you know situations. It's, it's very tough. Um, but I mean we've seen it happen. We've seen teams run off unbelievable streaks. We saw with the Miami Dolphins, um, you know, last year winning. You know, eight of their last nine games down this stretch. I mean, so you you can do things, you know, to, to improve, but you never want to dig yourself too deep in that hole.
0: I'm Jim Gray. He's Larry Fitzgerald. We're here on Let's Go. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Now through October second, shop the big bridal sale at K and save on engagement, wedding, and anniversary rings. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details and celebrate every kiss with K. And as Larry's checking out the K-Store online, because he's going to need a ring next weekend, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with so much more here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hi, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow podcast. Now that the NFL season is finally underway, we'll be filling your podcast feeds with three, yes, three fantastic podcasts every week. On Mondays, we'll be reacting to all of the action from the weekend's games. Wednesdays are for a deeper dive into one specific topic. And Fridays, will give you a bite-sized episode with all of my various fantasy football thoughts. You can listen to all of these NFL Roadshow episodes on the SXM app or wherever you stream your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA.
1: Jim, there was something that's been bothering me, you know, since since our first show. I talked about Lamar Jackson and about the about the Baltimore Ravens If they should pay him, they shouldn't pay him. We both had our opinions. After watching him over these first three weeks, Jim, I mean, uh, I mean, he, he's the he's the MVP of the National Football League right now, and it's not so much about the play; it's about how he's doing it. Um, just his efficiency in the passing game. He's still running the football, but he's being a, a lot more uh, judicious with the times that he runs. He's, he's taking care of the football. He, he's done a really, really good job leading his team. And uh, I mean, they... You got to tip your hat to him. I mean, people question him for years about can he can he beat you with his arm? Can he can he beat you with decision making? And all we've seen over the first three weeks of the season is him beating you with his arm, beating you with the decision making, the position passing. I mean, it's it's really um, it's really been fun to watch. And he lost his his best receiver in Hollywood, you know, this year, and they're, they're trading to to the Arizona Cardinals. And so he's doing it with less weapons than he had the year before, and and he's still getting it done, and he's doing it in a highly efficient way.
0: Well, there's still a long way to go, and if he continues at this rate, he's going to really put the Ravens in a bind. You know, this was not the ideal circumstance for him. He elected to do this, but he didn't get the contract that he wanted. Now, at least after three weeks, the shoe is on the other foot, and the Ravens are going to be the one who are going to be in a problematic circumstance. Uh, This pendulum can keep swinging. It's going to be really interesting and kind of fun to watch as long as he doesn't get hurt.
1: It's riveting, obviously, you know, but I'm just I just wanted to, you know, make mention it's it's been uh, it's been fun to watch him perform, you know, and and, what do you you do if
0: you're on either side of this?
1: If I was the Ravens, I, I, I know he said he doesn't want to talk contract, but I would. He is his own agent, so I would be talking to him about that contract. I want to get something done with him and reward him, you know, as fast as possible. Um, you know, alleviate some of the, the cap issues that we might be having, so we can address some of the players that that also need to get contracts renewed on that team. And um, it's it's really it's really cool to see, you know, how Coach Harbaugh has, you know, kept that team going for such a long time with consistent play, um, you know, from Joe Flacco to now uh, Lamar Jackson. The defense is playing really well under their new coordinator there. So they're, they're, doing, they're doing it, you know, like they've always done it. They just blue-collar, tough, don't make mistakes, beat you up on special teams, and, you know, a physical downhill rushing attack that can beat you in the passing game as well. It's, um, you know, the recipe where the Baltimore Ravens has not changed.
0: And are they a championship uh, team, a championship contender? I mean, look, we see the Chiefs stumble. Everybody had the Bills going undefeated. They lose yesterday. Things change quickly in the National Football League. Miami's now on the rise. Uh, where do they fit into this mosaic?
1: Well, they're right there on the top of the AFC, you know, and, and obviously they're the, the strongest team in that division with, with, with Cleveland with one loss and Cincinnati with a couple losses and, and Pittsburgh with a couple losses. So they're in the driver's seat there. Um, I don't I don't know, you know, what the future holds for them, but what I've seen over the first three weeks is is pretty exciting. They lost a tough game to Miami. Um, you know, in a barn burner, you know, Miami played unbelievable in the fourth quarter to beat them. I mean, so sometimes you you get beat by a huge effort by another team. But, you know, they have not, you know, put any bad tape on, um, in, in my opinion, in watching them.
0: I mentioned Miami being on the rise. Let's talk about Tua. And looked like he was going to leave the game. A lot of talk about a concussion. And he comes out and says, I broke my back. <laughs> something i've never heard before perhaps it's spinal um and now that That controversy is going to rage
1: No, we don't want to we don't want to say the Miami Dolphins are, are not, you know, the withholding details or facts, you know, but, you know, watching it and, and what occurred, it looked like it was a head injury. But, you know, who are we to say that they're, they're not telling the truth and, and two, cooperated with, you know, what the report was that it was that was a back issue. You know, you have to think in today's day and age and the liability that these teams have um, if they're making these poor decisions with players health, that they have to always take their players and their well-being you know, and make sure they're doing everything to protect them, you know, because you, you've seen it now. You know, we saw injury settlement a couple of weeks ago with the Giants running back. We saw, you know, Tyrod Taylor, you know, suing the team doctor. So these doctors now more than ever, you know, are being held accountable for the decisions and, and mistakes that they make.
0: Well, the NFLPA and the NFL have said they're going to investigate this. They don't like what they saw. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's the right thing. You, you have to make sure you're doing everything you, you can to protect the players.
0: Tell you, I didn't like what I saw was Justin Herbert out there throwing the ball, losing 38-10. to 10. He has bad ribs, his cartilage is torn. It was a game-time decision whether or not he was going to play. They get clobbered now by a Jacksonville team, which looked really, really good and has looked good so far this season. And then after the game, and we talk about Coach Staley a lot here on this program, he says Justin wanted to be out there. He wanted to be with his teammates, uh, and there's likely a part of the game where he would pull him, but he didn't. So if you're losing 38 to 10 and your guys compromised, and he says he wants to be out there, what's the point of being the coach if you're not going to pull him? Again, it, it, it it's a bad look to me uh, by this coach of the Chargers. I,
1: I, I disagree with you on that, Jim. As, as a player, you know you never want to leave the field, um, and you know you're out there for a the good Players aren't times. in charge. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's about the message that it sends. He is the he is the face of your franchise, the best player on your team, Jim. And if he were to leave that game, you know, what 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 makes it, you know, for anybody else that, you know, Khalil Mack or or, or Bosa or any of the other great players, when it's not going their way, we're not going to compete. That's not that's not the message you want to send. Um he he's a he is the, the future well, of the Khalil National Mack, Football League, and he, and he, left he, the he game. wanted
0: to play. Bosa he, left he, the game hurt. I'm not talking about I'm not
1: talking about I'm not talking about leaving the game. He's the quarterback. He wanted to stay in the game as the coach. You have to allow him to do that. In my opinion, you have to allow him to do that. It sets the the tone for next week. When you're watching that tape, you see your quarterback out there leaving on the line with broken cartilage in his ribs. And he's still fighting in a game that's out of reach. What does that say to your guys? It says we want to get behind him. We need to support him. We need to do everything we can to to make sure we don't put him in situations like this any longer. So I I, I think the messaging and and what Justin stands for is the right way. Um, You know, those are tough calls that coaches have to make. If the player wants to stay out there, you you know, who are you to tell him not to come out?
0: You've got a young quarterback who is going to be this franchise. Mm -hmm. And let me just say this as succinctly and clearly as I can. This quarterback will be here a lot longer than this coach.
1: And that's why you let him stay in. Cause if he to pull them out against his will, he might have <laughs> <lie. laughs> he, he knows he needs to keep that young man happy, so let's not let's not bite the hand that feeds us. <laughs> hey,
0: Fitz, perhaps are you looking for a romantic getaway? Maybe a weekend retreat? How about just a fun day? None of those. Come on, Fitz, got to be one of them. Romantic. Yeah,
1: I, I, I love having weekend a great retreat.
0: Day. Fun day? What? Which one?
1: A fun day would be great for me.
0: All right, how about the Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino? They offer the perfect destination and the ultimate getaway. If you are in New York for tonight's game, you are lucky enough to have a Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino not far from you in Atlantic City. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. Looked like a guy who should have gotten away uh, was Chris Jones, away from Matt Ryan. He got flagged uh, by Sean Smith and his crew. Uh, for whatever he had to say. Nobody's really saying what it is that was said. Costly error.
1: Well, he, I mean, they, they get him off the field. It's third down. Um, they're about to punt the ball. You just can't make that type of mistake in that junction of the game. You know? like whatever whatever you feel like you need to say is not worth the consequences, uh, you know, of, of getting a 15-yard penalty, a fresh set of downs, and your team, you know, being in position to not to not win the football game—that's just that's unacceptable. There's no place for it. There's no way you can explain it or, or reason with it. Um, it. It just can't. It can't happen in that position.
0: And Sean Smith, after the game uh, with the pool reporter, didn't want to comment on exactly what was said. Nor did any of the players. That's not right either. Just said it was quite derogatory. I don't know. Doesn't the public and don't the players? In this instance, deserve to know what it was.
1: Well, I mean, you don't want to be that guy going out there revealing what people are saying on the field. That's 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 not a bad, that's a bad look for you. You know, you, you handle your business on the field. There's sometimes there's things that are said that, that you would definitely take back. Uh, but you know, that's football, uh, and you see it in basketball, you see it in all sports. And you know, I I, I kind of like the fact that they left it on the field and they're not bringing it out to the public.
0: Also uh, in that game, Patrick Mahomes was seen arguing uh, with the offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. That wasn't a good look either. These things do happen all the time. Uh, but then LaShawn McCoy, Shady jumped into this after the game, uh, tweeted out the following. He said, all enemy does is argue with the players. Then in capital letters, knows nothing about passing or play calling. <laughs> So how about a little fuel to that fire?
1: Oh, man, it's not like those shots fired from the couch, Jim. Um, (laughs) You know, obviously, we see this happen all the time with with players and coaches. You know, things become heated, especially in these moments where, you know, the game is in the balance. You know, they've had a lot of success together, a lot. I mean, arguably, you know, the best in the business over the last four or five years so you know I don't want to look at one incident and you know that be a a distraction or detract from the greatness they've had over the last few years Super Bowls um, two Super Bowl appearances and a Super Bowl championship and you know the MVP of the National Football League you know so let's just not get carried away it's one game one argument I promise you it won't be the last time they get into it over play calling or or anything that they're talking about.
0: Larry you're an 11-time Pro Bowler but we learned today not going to be a Pro Bowl anymore. They're going to have a skills competition and a flag football game is going to take place uh, every year in Las Vegas the week before the Super Bowl. Uh, the Pro Bowl had kind of run its course. It just wasn't a competitive game. Quite frankly, it wasn't, wasn't worth watching. So changes were necessary and they've made them. Uh, but there's a nostalgic feel to it uh, because it's, it's been such a long tradition.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've talked to, you know, Tracy Perlman, talked to Commissioner Goodell and uh, Troy Vincent and all the guys who and, and ladies who make the decision. And, you know, unfortunately, Jim, you're right. The, the game has continued to um, be a glorified flag football game. Essentially, the, you know, the, the competition is is not good. The guys who are elected first never go and attend. And, you know, it, it's become a shell of itself. And it makes me sad because it was a, an event that I really enjoyed. My dad, my mom used to take me to the Pro Bowl every year. And. Getting the chance to hang out with Steve Young and Jerome Bettis and Marshall Falk and Junior Seau and Bruce Smith and Jim Kelly. And, you know, the names go on and on, you know, out there at the Ilani Hotel. And. You know, just, just watching those great players and even my first few years when I was, out, I was able to go out there with Ray Lewis and Tara Owens and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and some of these guys that you you know, only were able to admire from a distance. You get to build relationships with these men, um, and see how they worked and get a chance to be around their families, around the pool. And, and I really, really enjoyed my time at the Pro Bowl. It was one of those things I look back at very fondly. Um, and, and it's sad because the older generation is never going to be able to have that that week-long bonding experience with the new generation to kind of teach them how it's supposed to be done, how you're supposed to carry yourself. Just the insight and valuable lessons that are learned when you're able to get together in a in a confined environment with your peers. That's going to be missed. But um, you know, unfortunately, the game had just deteriorated to a point where it was no longer watchable.
0: And what do you think this will become? Do you think that that camaraderie building and, and the guys will now show up and? do the skills competition, much like we see on NBA Saturday night, a three-point contest um, and and a slam dunk contest. And while some of that has deteriorated as well, um, it's something that the public always looked forward to and the players looked forward to. Do you think they can get that type of skills competition and and flag football game that everybody will want to gravitate toward?
1: I think the jury's still out, Jim. I think it's it's an idea that – you know we, we hope that people will watch it um, but we don't know you know it all it's all up to the players if they want to compete in, at a high level people will watch it they want to race and vertical jump and do some of these competition drills and they're doing it at a high level you know people want to see the great athletes compete you know in anything um, and, and so if they do that and it's, and it's done in a tasteful way and they're and it's competitive people will watch it but you know we don't know it was not competitive over the last few years at all
0: Larry we're so proud of you we know you're uh, competing against uh, some of the Biggest, brightest, and best up there at Stanford as you're uh, uh, taking a set of courses this week. We wish you well. Uh, You have been a student not only of football, but uh, the learning and the things that you have done uh, off the field as you continue to grow. uh, We're just so enamored with and proud of you.
1: Thank you, Jim. I appreciate you, man. It's always good to be with you. I look forward to chatting with you next week.
0: Larry Fitzgerald, he'll be with us all the way through Super Bowl 57. Any athlete's going to tell you, to work with an expert. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, with production assistance from Harris Fabishoff. Let's go! Presented by Hertz. I want to thank our terrific sponsors, USAA. Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos, and Hertz. Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.